now, from approximately coast to coast, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. Yes, it does. Uh, this is the Bob and Ray Show, as that nice announcer said. Me. And uh, we'll be here for... Who are you? I'm the tall, good-looking one. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this is the Bob and Ray Show, as we said. Unfortunately, Flaming Bombardine can't be here today. I just had a wire from him. From the missus or from Flaming himself? From Flaming himself. And uh, he was going to be on last Monday and couldn't mm-hmm. make it. And uh, he's not going to be able to make it today. Well, this is something uh, that will happen to us from time to time. We hope you will bear with us that when we promise to have a guest here and and uh, he doesn't show up, that there's always usually a good reason. Look, the best plans often no. go all to pieces. Go awry, as they say. That happens here quite frequently. You got that tape you made last night? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, so why don't we set that up and uh, put on the tape that I made last night, will you? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Hi, everybody. This is Ray Goulding. Uh, I'm at the home of Mr. Leo Can uh, here in Naugatuck, Connecticut. And uh, I understand, Mr. Can, that uh, you were the one millionth customer to walk through the uh, linoleum department at Rumsey's department store. That's right. Uh, congratulations uh, on your feet. You're in the market for any linoleum? Uh, no. Uh, did you have any inkling uh, that you were going to be the one millionth customer in that particular department? None at all. I was totally unprepared for the unprovoked and savage attack on my person by the heads of the linoleum department. And, of course, uh, when you were besieged, you had no idea that you were the one million customers, is that right? Well, actually, I wasn't even a customer. I was heading for the housewares department to buy a bolt for the kitchen door. The automatic ice maker in the refrigerator sometimes runs wild, and we need the protection. Apparently, you never reached the housewares department. That's right. right. I was set upon, and the first thing I know, I had a linoleum scroll pressed into my hand. There's really bedlam at the store there. And uh, would you tell our listeners what you told me about one of the linoleum officials at the store? Well, there were several... Uh, not, not so loud. There were several linoleum officials around. Uh, which one are you talking about? Well, the gentleman who jammed the cash register so that it oh, kept ringing. Or yeah, the cash register did keep ringing. It was a real festive occasion. And another elderly linoleum official pulled a string and a lot of linoleum fell from the ceiling. Yeah. Some of it fell on the multicolored rotating chandelier and destroyed it. Uh, but I don't imagine that slowed up the celebration. Not much. There was a mild scuffle when a clerk from the mosaic department rushed in to collect the bits of colored glass on the floor. Real fine for him. Uh, I imagine uh, that you were the recipient then of many gifts of linoleum matters. Sir. Yes, uh, I was. After the revelry at the store, I was followed home right here to by a pack of linoleum mechanics or whatever you call them. Uh, installers, I think. Well, anyway, I was getting linoleum whether I wanted it or not, it turned out. Well, you know, I think it was rather a nice gesture on the part of Rumsey's department store, and I notice as I look about your room here that the floors, the ceilings even, the walls... Everything is linoleum. They've even covered your sofa and your easy chair with linoleum. The bathtub is lined with linoleum. Well, is that so? Uh, this is truly amazing. I would say that you must have a million dollars worth of linoleum here in the house. No, all it cost was uh, $1,400 worth of the shiny stuff. But... But I thought you got all that stuff free for being the one millionth customer. No, you see, I find out what this is. Is a part of some unique plan to drum up business for Rumsey's uh, linoleum department? Well, now, if you still have your sales slip, I suppose you can return the stuff. I mean, well, I'm afraid to go back there again. I, I, you know, a party crowds uh, turn hostile like it's that. I don't want to go back. 
this is rather a sad ending to what I thought would be a happy interview. Uh, but I'm All impressed. I know is I got a lot of linoleum. Wonderful. Well, thank you, uh, sir. It's been nice talking to you. Mr., what was it, Leo Can? That's right. Good. Now back to our show in New York. Now it's time for the further adventures of Charlie Chu, famed Oriental sleuth and his annoying number one boy. Stay with us as Charlie and company relax at the Waldecker Hotel. Hi, Chief Pop. Sure is a dull day. Number one boy dull, too. One can run many things from hotel room. Observe writing on back of door. All right, Pop. Now it says uh, checkout time is 2 p.m. Guess staying after that hour will be charged for an extra day. But Chief Pop, so what? Number one son write mule. Run only when kicked. What else signs say? <clears throat> well, it gives the daily rate. Uh, just what is daily rate, number one boy? Uh, Eighty-five cents for a double room, Pop. And number one boy learn nothing from that? Well, it's a cheap hotel room, Pop. Number one boy think as quickly as frozen food melt in steam cabinet. Perhaps faster. Now, we must find out why former occupant of room, Albert Fortescue, stay here. And not that class hotel which befits men who run Raj Kostrop Factory. Ah, gee, Pop, I didn't know we were on a case at all. Observe overhead fan, number one boy. Gosh, Pop, it's whirling around, and the cleaning woman seems to be stuck on one of the blades. Hey, Pop, this certainly does look like a case. Do you think Albert Fortescue murdered her? No, I think cleaning woman just got stuck on fan while cleaning. And her unfortunate demise come about when she is subjected to about 12G ride. But you haven't figured out what Albert Fortescue is doing in this room, Pop. You can't ask him because he's disappeared. Disappearance right kite in sky. It flits behind cloud, but still there. Fortescue is in room. Gosh, Pop, where could he hide around here? If number one son put coin in slot of television set, kite reappear from behind cloud. You mean there's a kite and a cloud in that TV set, Pop? No kite, no cloud. Albert Fortescue. Put coin in slot and see. Okay, Pop. Ow! Ow! Television to burn, Mr. Fortescue. He react. Gosh, Pop. How did you know he was in there? Number one son, as tedious as run up Pike's Peak. Mr. Fortescue's face visible on screen for some time. Now I ask him questions. Why you stay in cheap hotel room when you can afford class hotel, Mr. Fortescue? It's not easy, Chew. Work it out for yourself. You answer because if I turn up volume on set, Mr. Fortescue, you will be uncomfortable as gypsy in auto wreck. Uh-huh. All right, Chew, you win. The wastebasket in the room has a false bottom. And inside false area is the Flockinger bird, perhaps. Uh, that's about it, you. A million-dollar Oreo made of platinum. How'd you know? Because wastebasket weighs 70 pounds. Gee, Pop, how did you know it weighed 70 pounds? Because all good detectives kick wastebasket when first come into a hotel room. And if wastebasket not fall down, something in it. Fortescue know this, too. Correct, Mr. Fortescue? Not dead, Joe. Number one boy, please, to turn up volume to teach Mr. Fortescue lesson. Join us for the next episode of Charlie Chew real soon. Haven't heard from him for an awfully long time. It's good, good to hear him back again. Yes, it is. So, Bob, I have a note here. I think that uh, 
I'd like to, uh... Did anyone uh, lose this? It's the Norden Bomb site. Hold this up. 
help you there. Uh, Anybody? Not, no. not mine. All right. We'll set it down on the table there. Okay. Here's a box of licorice cough drops. Those, they belong, those are yours, man. I'll yeah, I left them there. We go Tuesday. There they are. It's nice to get things back to their to their owners. Oh, here's something. Here we have a receipt. Uh, this is probably some civic official left this. A receipt for a fire truck. Fifteen thousand. Anybody here? Buy a fire truck recently. For a city or for a town or county? No. Not on me. No. Oh, I guess not. And just one more. Here's a diploma from Columbia University. Did anyone just graduated? Anyone lose their diploma? They'll need that now as they go out into life. Certainly to frame and hang in their office. Well, we'll have to go over the rest of them tomorrow, I guess. Till the next time, which would be tomorrow. This is Ray Goulding reminding you all to write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumb. This is the CBS Radio Network.